And and good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I'm more important than the voice guy anyway, let's be honest. All right, uh, we are on rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Make sure you head over there and watch. Hit that subscribe button, please. It is free. Helps support the show. Let's grow that audience over on Rumble, that new platform. Uh, also, I would like to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Okay. There is this other story out there, and then I have been very neglectful in talking about another one, and I, I, I ran into it in my show prep. It was buried in my show prep, and that's why I forgot about it. So I'll get to that here in a little bit, too. But um, <laughs> we just got done talking about how uh, a teacher wrote a whole article in a teacher publication about how cicadas in Indianapolis are racist. I'm not joking, for those of you just tuning in. The other story that I have... Oh, where did it go? Oh, there we go. Okay. <clears throat> Children have found out a devious way to get out of going to school with a fake positive COVID test. Now, do you think maybe the COVID numbers that we're starting to see might have something to do with this? Do you think maybe the the arguments we keep running into about how uh, the people being infected with COVID now are the kids. Do, do you th- well, they're the only ones that are left. Everybody else is pretty much vaccinated or had COVID. Um, do, do you think maybe the kids figuring out how to spoof the COVID test to get a false positive so they don't have to go to school? Do you think maybe that might be contributing to some of that? Remember when California just adjusted their COVID numbers and reduced their COVID deaths by 20%? And they weren't the first state to go through that. That just happened like a week ago. Okay. So here's what kids are doing. Children are always going to find cunning ways to bunk off school, and the latest trick is to fake a positive COVID-19 lateral flow test using soda. (laughs) This is apparently all over TikTok and has been circulating on TikTok since December. So essentially, um, this is the BBC. So how are fruit juices, cola, and devious kinds fooling the tests in this? And is there a way to tell a fake positive result from a real one? So this reporter set out to find out. Um, So essentially what is is happening is um, they're using soda. They're getting a false positive on this thing. And I I guess you can use some fruit juices and things like that as well. Uh, So the reporter, Mark Lorch, first I thought it best to check the claims. So I cracked open bottles of cola and orange juice then deposited a few drops directly onto LFTs. Those are the tests. Sure enough, a few minutes later, two lines appeared on each test, supposedly indicating the presence of the virus that causes COVID. It's worth understanding how the tests work. If you open up an LFT device, you'll find strip of paper-like material and uh, a small red pad hidden under the plastic casing below the T-line. Absorbed on the red pad are antibodies that bind to the COVID-19 virus. They are also attached to... Uh, nanoparticles, which allow which allow us to see where the antibodies are on the device. When you do a test, you mix your sample with a liquid buffer solution, ensuring the sample stays at the optimum pH level before dripping it onto the strip. The fluid wicks of the strip and picks uh, picks up the the gold in the antibodies, and the latter also binds to the virus if present. Okay, if the virus is present. So he's kind of explaining how they work, all right? Whatever. He showed pictures of this, too, 
on how orange juice would give a positive test, but soda gave a much more robust positive test. And so now this is happening all over Europe. This is happening uh, in the United States that kids are are faking these tests when they have an LFT test, right? Because not everybody has an LFT test, uh, but this has become more common globally. So how can a soft drink cause the appearance of a red tea line? One possibility is that the drinks contain something that the antibodies recognize and bind to, just as they do to the virus, but this is rather unlikely. The reason antibodies are used in tests like these is that they are incredibly fussy about what they bind to. There's all sorts of stuff in, in the snot and saliva collected by the swabs that you take from the nose and the mouth, and the antibodies totally ignore that mess of protein and other viruses. Um, well, I guess it depends on which virus that is. So he goes on to talk about this. I'm going to spend a ton of time on it because, I don't know, I don't like the way that this guy writes, but um, you have kids using soda and orange juice to get false positive COVID results. And they're doing it because they don't want to go to school. So apparently this is all over TikTok. And this is, um, this is something that's been going around since December. So we've had now for seven months, we've had kids all over the world who have been seeing how to do this. So if they have access to an LFT test, and again, not everybody does. It's, it's different than the PCR. But if you have access to an LFT test, a lot of people could be faking their results, inflating the number of people who have COVID in order to get out of going to school. Oh, man, that's um, that's that's good stuff. I don't care who you are. I've also neglected to talk about this National Cherry Festival in Michigan. And did you guys do a report on that for the news at all? No, you did. You did do it. <clears throat> so I my, my wife showed me the story when it happened the day of. And I meant to talk about it the very next day. It just got buried in my show prep. And I'm, I don't know how many of you have seen this. This is a few days old. So at this cherry festival, you know that ride that spins around and has the little, you know, the, the I guess, cars on the end and they independently spin and that sort of thing? That thing started tipping over. It started rocking and rolling back and forth, and people started getting really worried that it was going to tip over and it was going to hurt everybody. So they shut the ride down, but, you know, momentum is taking a while for it to work. Meanwhile, this thing is just rocking back and forth, and all of a sudden, man, people just start piling onto this thing in order to prevent it from tipping over to ensure that that people who are in those cars were not going to get seriously hurt or, or worse. And you have to understand something, man. When you jump on that thing to try and add weight to it, if it goes over, you're on a slingshot. You get launched, and you're getting launched at a bunch of exposed metal and bolts and things like that. I don't know how many of you had a bolt go through the end of your, your body. I had one go through the end of my knee once. Didn't feel good. Did not feel like a three, I think a quarter inch, three sixteenths. I don't remember what it was, but it went right through my knee. Uh, my knee still sucks as a result of that, by the way. So, you know, the fact that one, I mean, that this happened, and it's, you know, my wife has always been really weird about carnival rides. My mom too. Um, I've always been just, you know, a little bit weird about them, but you know, I, I just go do it. Like whatever. If I die, I die. Um, but this really brings that into perspective because a lot of these rides. The last time that we were at a fair, I saw the date stamp on one of the rides and when it was manufactured. And I was like, oh, my God, it was like the 1950s. And, yeah, I'm talking about here. One of the big fairs. And I don't remember what ride it was, but I remember, like, for some, I stumbled onto, like, a 
a manufacturing plate. I'm like, when it was made, it's like 1950s. And it was like, what? Are you serious? <laughs> I mean, look, if they're maintained, all right, you know, but there's in the back of your mind, you're just like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about this one. <laughs> you just, you never know. So thank God nobody was seriously hurt. But kudos to everybody who jumped on this thing to add their weight to it, to keep it from tipping over and make sure that everybody who's stuck on that ride was safe until it came to a stop. Because, you know, I'm telling you right now, from the angle that it was at, they were going to get launched right into some metal. I don't think it would have killed anybody, but they would have been hurt pretty bad uh, if that thing did, in fact, tip over the direction that it was going. Uh, but kudos to them. I don't know what failed. I haven't heard any any word on what failed on the ride and why the ride was tipping back and forth or whatnot. That's not a ride that I get on on a regular basis. I think I've been on it like one time, just not my not my bag of tea. Um, but uh, the last time that I did get on it was like the kids' version of that because my daughter wanted to go on, and so I was on like the kids' version of it. And I remember thinking like, I don't know, man, this is, it's. It's not a balanced ride, right? There's just, you know, it's flat on one end and all of the weight is on one end. And I'm, you know, again, it, smarter people than me have designed these things and they last for decades, obviously, hence the 1950s timestamp or a manufacturing date on that one. But um, kudos to everybody who jumped onto that thing. If you haven't seen the videos, man, it is it is absolutely crazy. It was in Traverse City. This is the Cherry Festival in Michigan where, where it happens. So in our neck of the woods, but... Um, yeah, multiple angles of the video of it. So you can really see one of them, how far it was actually going back and forth. One was almost a straight on. So you can kind of see what was happening, but you saw everybody pile onto it. Whereas the other one was side to side and you could really see it rocking back and forth. And, and it was, it was going to tip. I mean, it was, you know, I mean, they got the ride stopped as fast as they possibly could. Everybody's at the mercy of momentum at that point. And folks just started piling on just so they added weight so that thing didn't tip over. Kudos to all of them for, for doing that. I wish more people would do that stuff. we got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. All right, so we got to talk about... Chuck Schumer, in a a rare move on this program, I'm going to agree with him, although you've heard me talk about this for, well, see, I've been on the air for over 15 years, so over 15 years. Um, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer unveiled draft legislation on Wednesday, excuse me, just Buttigieg all over you, uh, to legalize weed nationwide. So the bill, titled the Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act, and co-sponsored, by Democratic Senators uh, Cory Booker of New Jersey, Ron Wyden of Oregon, would remove federal cannabis penalties, expunge nonviolent federal cannabis-related criminal records, and punt how or if weed gets legalized to the states. Um, now, again, here's, here's the thing that we have to acknowledge. Let's just address the elephant in the room. The people who are anti-recreational legalization, every single argument they made has been proven to be false. We've had enough time. We have had enough information. We've had enough data. We've had enough of that. It's time to stop saying the same crap. Stop being liberals, because that's what you're being. You're being liberals. You're being leftists. You are repeating a lie over and over again, hoping that it magically, auto-magically formulates some pixie dust and becomes true. It's not. Okay? 
It's not going to destroy society. It's not going to cause more accidents. It's not going to do any of these horrible, awful things that people are saying that it's going to do. So it's time to stop. At this point in time, marijuana is legal in more places than it is illegal. So it has been a major revenue generator. If used responsibly, it is a heck of a lot safer than alcohol. Some of you want to get rid of alcohol, too. I know that some of you hate me because I'm the reason that you have Sunday alcohol sales in the state of Indiana. I take full and complete credit, ladies and gentlemen. I know that there were a couple of other people who worked on it, but let's be honest, I was the loudest voice in every local politician and every politician at the state level heard from me about it. The bill would, again, basically allow the states to do this, which is the right call. We already know, at a, at a bare minimum, we know that marijuana is classified wrong. We know that it is classified in the wrong schedule of drugs. We know that. That's not up for debate. So moving that classification would eliminate a lot of these penalties anyway, and it could be classified correctly, uh, and could also possibly open up some legalization op opportunities and things of that nature. But they're not doing that. And for some strange reason, I don't know why Republicans seem averse to this. I, I don't know if it's the neocons, which are the Republicans who don't really like the Constitution, but like uh, religious um, doctrine more. And they try to, to govern from religious doctrine as opposed to the constitutional doctrine. Um, but this is something that should be decided on the states. And I don't have an issue with that. I really don't. If you have a state that says we want to legalize marijuana for whatever reason, medicinal, recreational, fine, uh, whatever that is, then the state should have a right to do that. If you have a state that says no, I think they should have a right to do that too. And here's, here's the beauty of this. The federal government would now just be out of it. It's not up to them, which means the federal government is now not going to be, if this passes, although it's considered a long shot, that the federal government would not be embattled with states who do legalize it. States who do legalize it, those businesses um, are able to get involved in the banking system and some other things that they're being denied right now. Uh, because I, I don't know for, for what reason, but, you know, cryptocurrency became a big deal um, in marijuana dispensaries. But at the same time, they still didn't come up with a more conventional alternative to banking. They just didn't work on it for some reason. It would have made more sense for them to do that, but they didn't. Uh, marijuana legalization has rapidly spread across the country in recent years and is now available for recreational use in 18 states and D.C. and for medical use in 37 states. It is decriminalized in 13 states that have yet to fully legalize it. In every single legislative session, there is a bipartisan push in Indiana to decriminalize it, which makes perfect sense. Sorry, it just does. Uh, recent polls show that full legalization is overwhelmingly popular. Do you know why? There has been that shift in the past several years. Go back to when Colorado was legalizing it, okay? Just a few years ago. Go back to that. When Colorado was legalizing it, it was still overwhelmingly unpopular to legalize it. Now it's overwhelmingly popular. Why do you think that is? Because none of the boogeymen happened. None of those negative fear-mongering tactics happened. And some of those, I get it, they were coming from people who are genuinely concerned. Others were intentionally lying. But we know that none of those things materialized. As a result of that, Americans have now had the opportunity to see what recreational legalization looks like and the big, scary, society's going to fall apart narrative 
doesn't materialize, doesn't show up in any capacity whatsoever. And now Americans are going, all right, the proof is in the pudding. We see the data now. We're okay with legalizing it. Unfortunately, the United States went through this period of time where they stigmatized this with, frankly, a misleading and false campaign. You know, this you smoke one joint and you jump out of a window and that, that sort of stuff. It's not realistic. That's not what happens. Um, different strains of marijuana have different effects. Some can be uppers. Some can be downers. It just depends. You know, as people learn about this and people start to understand it more, they get more comfortable with it, free from propaganda. And as a result, you're seeing an overwhelming number of Americans support legalization now because Again, all of the horrible things that they were told were going to happen never materialized, not in a single location that they were legalized recreationally. Did not happen anywhere. Uh, so anyway, even though it's overwhelmingly popular, that support is not necessarily shifted to Congress or the White House. Uh, again, Biden is pretty much anti-pot. All right. Uh, he's, you know, in that old school clad of people. And a lot of the Republicans on, on that side of the aisle are in that vein as well, or they're in a district that is in that vein. Now, look how long it took just to be able to buy a beer on Sunday at the grocery store here. For crying out loud. It was going to destroy society. Do you remember the arguments they made? Indiana was going to have more deaths than they'd ever had before. Our society was going to fall apart. All of these horrible things were going to happen in the state of Indiana. That literally never happened anywhere else in the country who had Sunday sales, which is everywhere. So why was it going to happen here? I mean, <laughs> and when you think about it, it is it is a very interesting argument to say that people in Indiana are so foolish and so stupid that if you allow them one extra day to purchase at a grocery store, because you could get alcohol anywhere else, you just couldn't get it at the grocery store. If you allow them one extra day to purchase at the grocery store then it, our whole society in the state was going to fall apart, which never made any sense. Nor did it make sense that you couldn't go to a grocery store and buy yourself a warm beer, but you could go to a bar, throw back 10, and get in your car. Didn't make any sense. Did not make any sense. And so, as we have seen, Sunday alcohol sales in Indiana have been a good thing for the state. They've been a negative for Michigan, but they've been a good thing for us. Um, and as time goes on and more people are able to be aware of recreational marijuana, its benefits, also the fact that it's not nearly as dangerous and scary and awful as what people try to point it out to be, then you start to realize that people realize that they were being duped. They, they were being scared into an illogical decision, kind of like when everybody got scared into an illogical decision to ban powdered alcohol, which is still one of the dumbest things that our society has ever done. Uh, so... It's not expected to pass, all right? They need at least 10 GOP votes to overcome a filibuster of this. But it all depends on the district that they're in. And a lot of these places are, they're going to be Bible Belt places that still believe the old propaganda on this, and they're not going to be in favor of it, and it's going to take some time. So uh, Republicans in Michigan have already said they, they ruined that. Gretchen Whitmer is only governor because Republicans refuse to deal with this issue properly. Sorry, that's that's all it is. Um, it, had they listened to me, Gretchen Whitmer's not governor, but, you know, it, nobody listens to me. Nobody listens to me at all. And then they wonder why they, they don't succeed. So it's not expected to pass. Biden has um, refused to support legalization, but it is being proposed. 
and it's being proposed in a way that is the safest for Schumer because if if he proposes it, he gets to tell everybody in New York because he's probably going to be running against somebody like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, he gets to tell all of them, I'm pro-legalization, and it's not my fault that it didn't get passed and that sort of thing. So it helps him out politically. Um, but we'll see. We'll see ultimately what, what ends up happening uh, with all of this. But, um, oh, that reminds me. Go to Nutrition HQ and pick up some Delta 8. Got more coming up, 95.3 MNC. Now, Fox News is having the debate. I, I'm just imagining what they're all saying. I don't really actually know what they're saying. I just assume that they're all, you know, on board with the whole a gun that looks like a Lego is bad, even though it's awesome. Um, I, just, I just assume that they're all pooping on it because all of the Fox News people are like anti-gun too. You know, they all live in New York. Uh, <laughs> there's only two people that I know. Well, three. There's three people I know of that are employed at Fox that active, actively carry. That's personally that I that I know. Um, but <laughs> this Lego gun, the company that made the Lego gun, it's a gun that looks like Legos. They have stopped manufacturing it. Because a gun that looks like Legos will cause a child to get killed by the police. Even though the kid can't get the gun. The gun's awesome, by the way. I've been telling you before, you have a Sarah coating out there and all of that other stuff, all the, the competitors... Um, you can make your gun look any way that you want. And it's this is why you don't point a gun at a cop, even if it's bright orange, because the cop doesn't know if it's fake. Because there are bright orange real guns out there. Got news for you. All right. Um, what else do we have here? Let's let's go into a little COVID stuff. Uh, there's a new study that came out of the Israeli government, which proves once again that I am right. Shocker. Uh, Israeli government data shows that natural immunity from infection is much stronger than vaccine-induced immunity. When you look at the global data on this, and we did, we broke this down, uh, it is undeniable that if you have natural immunity against COVID, you are much better off than being fully vaccinated who have never had COVID. And this is latest study from Israel. Um, they, they proved that, that case. The Let's see, Israel's Channel 13 reports very preliminary data showing that the resurgence of COVID infections in Israel is being driven almost exclusively by those who had no prior infection, whether they are vaccinated or not. In fact, 40% of the 7,700 new cases since May 1st in this very heavily tested and traced country were among those who were fully vaccinated. So 40%. So since May 1st, there's been 7,700 new cases of COVID in Israel, and 40% of them were fully vaccinated people. Israel exclusively used the Pfizer vaccine. Israel National News reports that this data was presented to the Israeli health minister and yielded the following breakdown of breakthrough infections of those vaccinated versus those with prior infection, with a total of 835,792 Israelis known to have recovered from the virus, the 72 instances of reinfection amount to a 0.0086% of people who were already infected with COVID. By contrast, Israelis who were vaccinated were 6.72 times more likely to get infected after the shot than after natural infection with over 3,000 of the 5.1 million or so um, of Israelis who were vaccinated getting uh, infected in the last wave. So, 
as we have highlighted, in the United States, the number of breakthroughs from fully vaccinated people, the breakthrough infections, were higher than the global confirmed number of secondary infections just in the U.S., okay? And Israel is showing that same exact data. So 40% of the new infections since May 1st in Israel are people who actually were fully vaccinated. Hmm. Hashtag told you. More coming up, 95.3 MNC. All right, everybody, thank you once again for tuning in, and thank you for the growth on Rumble. It has been great. We have grown a lot over the past week or so, and rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Please subscribe. It doesn't cost anything. It's totally free, and you can watch my videos. You can watch my live streams. You can do all of that, rumble.com slash Casey, the host. And if you want the daily show prep, go to my website, theburningtruth.us, and sign up for my free newsletter, and you'll get access to the daily show prep. Here's Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly.